listening to Sozo Church in Spokane, Washington. For more information on Sozo Church, visit sozospokane.com. Thank you for meeting with us today. We thank you for speaking to us today. We thank you that you are a God who is faithful. 
she wants to draw near to you and that you'll draw near to us. God, I thank you that you are faithful to speak to us as your sons. God, I thank you that you are faithful to meet with us as your people. And so today we simply ask you to speak to us and to meet with us. God, we, we boldly ask for more than just a sense of your word. We ask, God, that you would give us ears to hear, a heart to receive, and feet to be obedient to your word. God, let us not be a dead religious people, but let us be an active, living, proclaiming, gospel-driven, presence-saturated people who love your word, who love your presence, and God, who love your ways. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. All right, so we are um, kind of in the midst of our uh, series. We have one more week in the series, but this week kind of draws to an end our fasting portion of our series. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a warning right now. The next few moments of this service are completely on y'all. Okay, if you're visiting with us, uh, no pressure. There's no pressure on you, so just take a deep breath and chill. I'm not talking to you for a second. But for those of us who've been a part of this, I want to actually um, do something that's actually quite ancient when it comes to our faith. Um, back in the second and third centuries, there was a, a practice in the, in the corporate gatherings of the church known as a talk-back sermon. Responding in church is a, is a good thing. Amen? And so we've been fasting. We've been seeking the Lord. We've been, we've been praying. We've had some amazing prayer gatherings. I don't know about you, but if you've been in any of them, they've been amazing. This Thursday, we had to cancel our prayer gathering because, uh, well, I was driving to the loft where we have our services, and, and we only live really short distance from the loft, and I skid into the curb four times on the way to the loft, going like three blocks. We decided that probably not the safest thing to do to ask God to provide for that, so we canceled it. But, but other than that, we've had some amazing uh, times of gathering and praying, and what I want to do is open up right now. I've got a mic. I'll run to you. Um, if the Lord's laid something on your heart during this time, during these 21 days, that you feel like has either just really been powerful for you personally, or even if you kind of feel like there's something... Uh, Corporately, that you maybe want to share that the Lord's laid in your heart. I know this is dangerous, but we're gonna we're gonna live on the wild side here a little bit. I hand you a, church, a microphone in church. This could be dangerous. But if you're here, like I said, this this is all on you. If this becomes a super awkward, it's it's your fault, not mine. Christian Zegers, please go ahead and stand up. I'm gonna hand my. Good morning, guys. So. Jesus would provide us. 
So, so there's so many broken people out there that need counseling, that need revival, that need truth. And so uh, what I see happening right now in Sozo is foundations being laid. There are, there's a greater work that's happening in here. So, so in the future, we don't know how long it'll be for. You know, we can finance movies. We can just brought Mark and Ty uh, into ministry full time. Praise God. Right? So, so the Lord is going to start bringing finances in. He's going to bring everything that we need people. And, and, but it's, this is just the beginning. So I'm so excited to be here and to be a part of that. And, and I want to see, you know, I feel like the Lord put it on my, my heart to see revival take place. So I, I am a teacher of the Word of God. I love that.
This is the verse that Jesus preaches out of in Luke chapter 4. This is the verse that Jesus um, quotes and he reads when he when he stands up and he's trying to tell the people that are gathered there why he's come, what he's going to do. He, he reads Isaiah 61. So we understand that this is, this is a, a prophetic declaration of, of Jesus. And we know, come on, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? So if this is what he was doing then, that's still what he's doing now. He hasn't, like, changed his mind. And so what we see is this, is that the gospel is real help, come on somebody, for your real problems. The gospel is real help for your real problems. Let me make sure we understand that. It's not potential help for your symptoms. You see, it's not potential help. The the gospel and, and the message of Jesus, the message of the kingdom, is not potential help. It's not a try it and see if it works kind of thing. See, the gospel is not, well, we'll just try. That's modern medicine, right? Well, we'll, 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 we'll give you this pill and we'll see if it works. We'll give you this shot and see if it works. Take two of these, come on, and call me in the morning. That's not, hello, the gospel. Because the gospel, hear me please, the gospel is not a try it thing because the gospel is the very end of your trying. gospel is, is the end of your attempts to try. The gospel is a call to abandon all of your efforts, to abandon all of your works, and embrace the grace of Jesus that says you could never be good enough. You embrace his goodness and his grace. It's, it's not potential help, it's real help. And it's not help for your symptoms, it's help for your real problems. See, we like help for our symptoms, don't we? We, we? we like to break our leg and ask somebody to just put a band-aid on it because it's quicker, easier, and it doesn't hurt as much as actually having somebody, uh, as the kids today say, get up and do business. We, we, don't, we don't want somebody to touch where the real problem is. We don't want them to go below the surface. We want them to just stay surface level and look, just make me look better. That's dead religion. Just make me look better. Jesus is not interested in making your busted, broken, disgusting life better. He's interested in crucifying your old life because he's given you a new one. He's built something new and something eternal. Hello, somebody. And so in Christ, through the gospel, what we see, we've unpacked this over the last few weeks. In in Christ, through the gospel, we we, we experience an exchange. experience an exchange. We, ex- we experience an exchange when you when you look at these verses here. He says we, we end up having uh, we exchange our brokenness for His wholeness. We exchange our bondage for His freedom. We exchange our battle for His victory. And let, this is what you need to understand: there is no wholeness, there is no freedom, and there is no victory anywhere else except in Jesus. They, they don't exist. He's the only one that possesses them. I love the Psalms. It says, all of my streams are found in you. For there is not another source that you can go to and find wholeness. There's not another source that you can go to and find freedom. There's not another source that you can go to and find victory. They are only found in Jesus because it's all about Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, from the start of human history to its climax 
because I'm going to give you a beautiful headdress instead of your ashes. That's a new way of thinking, a new biblical way of thinking. It's thinking the way God thinks, not thinking the way we think. Taking off the dead ashes and putting on a beautiful headdress. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a new way of, of thinking. I'm going to give you a new way of feeling. He says, I'm going to give you the oil of gladness for mourning. That's being led by the Spirit. Hello, somebody. Instead of being drawn and led by the flesh. And so we see that. We have a slide that I think uh, explains a little bit of the three circles in here. I'm not going to go through all this again. Don't y'all think about that next week. I mean, the, the old way that we lived was where our physical bodies dictated to us how we felt. How we felt led us into thinking a certain way and thinking a certain way led us to making the decision. Amen? And what the Bible says is that brings death to our spirit, which is the eternal part of us. But the new self is led by the spirit, so it causes us and calls us to make a decision. Hello. You ever notice how the Bible doesn't say, if you feel like it? It just says, do it. This is my problem with Jesus. I like having discussions about things, but he doesn't. He says, no. It calls us to make a decision because we're led by the Spirit, so therefore he calls us and he leads us to our will. And so from our will, we take every thought captive under the obedience of Christ. Amen? And then from that place of, of taking thoughts captive, what we find is our emotions are led by our thoughts rather than our thoughts being led by our emotions. The problem is not your emotions. See, there's things creeped into Christianity that says, you're a good emotion, you're a bad emotion. Happy, good, bad, bad. The problem with that is um, it's not what the Bible says. Read the Psalms. Hello, somebody. Lamentations. How many times people are like, it's not good to be sad? I'm like, there's a whole book of the Bible just about a dude who's like really depressed. Now we talked about this that being cynical and bitter and jaded and full of like just sucking on lemons your whole life is not more spiritual, come on, than being filled with joy. Because joy, hello, is where we find our strength. Jesus speaks to us about joy, but joy is about finding our satisfaction and fulfillment. In Christ and on our circumstances. But deeper than happiness. So we have a new way of, of, of feeling where, where we're led by the Spirit and we put to death the deeds of the flesh rather than being led by our emotions. Hello? And then lastly, we saw this last week, we have a new way of responding. He says the garment of praise he's going to give us for a thankful spirit. That's, that's responding in praise and worship from an eternal perspective, not a temporal viewpoint. Where when I see my situation, I don't respond based off what I can see, I respond based off what I know to be true, which is that he is still on the throne. Yeah, but the wrong thing I've done in the last election, he's still on the throne. It's okay. But the right guy won in the last election. It's cool. He's still on the throne. We're okay. Jesus, come on, is still reigning supreme in all things. Amen? So that's where we've been over the last couple weeks. Here's what I need you to grasp, though. This is where I worry about us. My worry, my heart, my concern as your pastor right now is this. That what we're hearing is addition when what God is after is exchange. See, we, we like addition. I'll, 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 I'll keep my old crap and I'll add Jesus as a side dish. I like my ashes because I've identified with him. That I'll put on his beautiful headdress. I, I like I like my my sorrow sour led by the flesh self, but I'll just sprinkle some Jesus 
church on Sunday morning and sing a hallelujah chorus. That's not the way it works. Jesus is not interested in addition. He's interested in exchange. He wants to take your old busted self and give you himself. to this, but we need to understand it. We, we can't have both. See, see, we like both. Anybody like, anybody like lemonade? Come on. Lemonade's This is what we do, and this is what I see us doing all the time. I see 
believers doing this all the time. I see us being one way, and then I see us being the other way. And the whole point of the gospel is to abandon the old and to embrace the new. It's not addition, because here's the truth. What, what, in, in reality, it, it looks like we're, what we're doing is I'll do this for one for a while, and then I'll do this. Or I'll be a believer on Sunday mornings till from 10 o'clock to 11.30. And then for the rest of the week, I'll live in my old self. The reality is you're not doing back and forth. This is what you're doing. And you're expecting people to drink this.
because God has a purpose, His purpose, let me just make sure we understand, God's plan is a plan of salvation. God's mission is to seek and save that which is lost. And God's purpose in all things is to glorify Himself. Stability. 
need to find a source that's deeper than your circumstances. I'm sick of Christians chasing clouds instead of letting their roots go down deep and finding the river. The planting of the Lord, he says. Find your source in Him. Find your strength in Him. This, this again, we didn't plan this, but we have a, our class called Belong coming up on Wednesday. You, you are wondering if this is your church. Now listen, let's just, you can, I love, I don't even care if it's here or not. Just find a church and plant yourself there. Oh, well, brother, I'm trying to find a life in the church. Jesus is the one who's going to give you life, not the church. You plant it in him. six most screwed up churches in town because we're all screwed up. But we have our, our belong class this Wednesday night. Come and hang out. We, got, we have our, our begin our welcome session right after service. Find a church and plant yourself there. Make a covenant with the Lord there and say, you know what, I'll plant myself here and when they offend me, not if they offend me because they're going to offend me, when they offend me, I'm going to work it out. I'm going to put on my big boy pants. Amen. So he says, he says, I'm going to, I'm, I am to be glorified. So I plant you and through being planted, you draw your strength from him and become like him. It says that we become oaks of righteousness. That word oak literally means pillar. You become a pillar of righteousness. Listen to me. Can't be righteous in and of yourself. Let's just clear that out of the way right now. This is not—I'm not talking about behavior modification. Forget behavior modification; it doesn't work. What works for like 14 minutes, and then we'll go back. I'm talking about—I'm about drawing your strength from Him, so you become like Him. He's the only one that has righteousness to boast about. There ain't nobody else with it. So if you want to become righteous, it has to be through Christ. There's nowhere else to become righteous. So we find our source in Him, and we become pillars, able to carry weight. Did you know that the word glory in Hebrew literally means the weightiness of God? Part of the reason why you have not encountered God the way you long to is because if Jesus put His weight on you, you would crumble and be destroyed. So He imparts His character and His nature to you that you might be strong. Same mouth comes blessing and cursing. 
same opening, both fresh and salt water. Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Well, we can't do this boasting anymore. Let's abandon the old and embrace the new. Amen? Let's truly exchange. Let's truly abandon the old and embrace the new. Let's truly let him take our dead way of thinking and teach us how to think biblically. Let us let us let him take our, our flesh and crucify it and let us be led by the Spirit in joy. Come on, let us respond when we hit hard things. Come on, with worship and adoration to Jesus rather than groaning and complaining. Amen? Now, if you're here this morning, I want to I wanna call us to respond. We're going to respond the way we do each and every week. We have uh, we're going to respond in worship. This is not the song to go home to. This is our chance to worship Jesus in response to what he has spoken to us. Amen? We're going to worship. Let me call you to worship and engage in Jesus in this time. We're going to respond through the, 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 the taking of communion. This table is open to all who have placed their faith in Jesus. We take through and teach him. Take a piece of bread, dip in the cup, and partake. It's open to all who have known him since redemption. And then we respond through prayer. We have people here to pray with you and to pray for you. You're welcome to pray in your chair. There's no magic words that these people up front have. They're not better or more anointed than you. They don't have better access to Jesus than you. But if you want to stand with somebody, the scriptures call us to pray for one another, so we are being obedient to that. Hello, we're doing it. But here's, here are the things that I would call us to as a body this morning in response. And the worship team can go ahead and come on up real quick. I would call us to repent. If, if, if this has been your life,
respond to you as we cry out to you. Jesus, grant to us the gift of repentance. Grant to us the gift.